Hello, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be your host today on Archer Talk 101. What you're learning today is uh, what does paper tuning really tell you? Uh, first, we want to start off with uh, um, what do you need to know about paper tuning? So let's start off with uh, where to place the target. You know, at what distance are you going to want to place the target? Well, generally you're going to be from four to six feet from where you're standing is where you want the paper to be set. Now, if you're testing to see if the spine is correct, you, you'd start out at four to six feet, then maybe move to 10 feet, 15 feet. Uh, what you're looking for here is a, a tear that might be tearing to the left, a little bit further down range, it tears to the right. And then by the time you get down your 20 yards, it's, it's straight. And that indicates your, your arrow is fished in. So it starts off a little bit at the wrong angle, and then it kind of overcorrects, and it just kind of goes back and forth until it finally straightens out. Because the fletching under, it will eventually straighten out. Now, what height do you put the, uh, the target? Uh, now that you want to have right at your form. So as your arm is off to the side, pointing straight out, uh, that's where you want to have the target at that height. So it's roughly about shoulder height is where it's going to be. Because as you change your form, if you're shooting down or shooting up, and you just drop your arm, uh, that is uh, um, going to affect the way it shoots. And uh, just by having bad form, that could cause you to have tears uh, that you, you, you're going to try and work to get out. Now, here's, here's one, of the, um, one of the methods of doing is bare shaft tuning. What that is, is when you remove all the fletching from the arrow and just shoot the bare shaft. Uh, you know, that way you don't have to worry about the fletching hitting the rest. Um, you know, a lot of finger shearers will start off this way because it takes the fletching out of the, out of the equation and allows you to figure out, you know, where do I need the knock point and a few things like that. Um, now then, uh, you can also do that on compounds that start off that way. And then when you put the fletching on there, now then it's going to tell you other problems. So a little bit about the fletching alignment. Now, your fletching is going to help stabilize your arrow. Like I alluded to a little bit earlier, your fish tank, eventually that arrow will straighten out because the fletching is going to help stabilize it, the more drag in the back. Uh, the, the exception uh, to not having any fletching hitting your contact, you don't want to have any of it hitting uh, because then that kicks the arrow out a different way. The exception is uh, like with your whisker biscuits, there you have 100% contact with the, uh, the fletching. So if you're shooting feathers that kind of fall out of the way pretty good, if you're shooting veins, veins are messed up, then it can cause a, a little bit of a problem. So, you know, starting off with a, a bare shaft isn't a, a bad idea because then when you put the fletching on, if you're getting good arrow flight uh, with no fletching, put fletching on it, you're getting bad flight, then there's an indication that your, your fletching is coming in contact with your rest. Now, your fletching, if you had problems with that tuning, you know, you, after you put the fletching on, that is most likely your problem you're running into. So just take a look into that. Now, if you're going to shoot with the fletching on, uh, you want to shoot with multiple arrows uh, until you find some that get the same tear. Because if they're, the knock is aligned a little bit off on one and not on the other one, you know, because on, on a lot of your, unless they're glued on knocks, you can rotate those knocks. When you put them in, they could easily be turned. Um, well, not really easy, but they'll, you can turn them in which case they're gonna line up differently and have a little bit different. So say you're shooting five arrows, 
and you're getting three of them are tearing high and the other two make a different tear. Well, I'd probably say that those three are consistent and throughout the other two. Uh, don't have to worry about those, just try working with those three. And then take a look at the other two that aren't flying the same and see if you can see what's different about them. Because there's probably something different. You want to make sure all your arrows are fletched identical. Now, if, now once again, if your flexion is hitting your wrist, you're going to get er erratic arrow flight because it's going to be kicking it out one direction or the other, depending on which, er which uh, fletching is hitting. So, you know, it's that's why it's important to tune with one arrow. And I'd recommend just getting one arrow and tune with it until you get good flight with that and then start putting add another one in. If you're not getting the same flight, see what the difference is and then tune for that. You know, because the, the lot knock alignment could be different. Uh, your fletching could be fletched a little bit different depending on if you're fletching with one jig or multiple jigs. You know, if you have one jig that you're fletching with all your arrows, then they're all fletched identical. Uh, if you're, you're like me, I've got, uh, uh, you know, a dozen different fletching jigs and each one could be slightly different. So if you get one that flies erratically, um, you know, if you note which jig it was done on, you know, number of, you know, if your jig's got one through 12, number of arrows one through 12, and that, you know, uh, if all of a sudden number six is always off and you know that jig is set just a little bit differently than the rest of them, you know, that's where you can keep everything straight. Uh, so that's one of the things you want to look at too. It, you know, that can be a problem that you can run into and not have uh, anything, you know, any idea of what's causing it. Now, what are methods of tuning uh, you should do? Uh, we alluded a little bit earlier, finger shooters, you, you almost always want to start off with bare shaft tuning. Uh, now, compound uh, shooters using release aid, or if you're using a release aid on a, a recurve or a long bow, I have seen people do that before too, you know, just because, you know, your finger, your pinches and, uh, Sometimes you can't do it. So I've seen those. So if you're going to use a release aid, you want to use a loop that you hook the release to. Uh, this will help prevent some knock pinching that can go on, and it gives you a much better consistent release. Now, I helped, a tip to help you uh, see your flexing, see if your flexing is hitting the rest, would be to spray uh, like some uh, foot powder uh, on, onto it. You know, it's a powder or even the baby powder, attacking powder, put it on there. And then as you shoot, you're gonna see if the rest is hitting the fletching at any place. Uh, sometimes just regular like baby powder, when you shoot, a lot of it will come off. There may be enough stuck on there. That's where the spray, there's a little bit of uh, sticking or so it'll stick onto it. And if you see any part of your fletching getting touched, or if you've been shooting, all of a sudden you're seeing, for some reason, you're seeing black marks on your veins, uh, you know, they're starting to wrinkle up. That's a sign that your, your fletching is hitting your rest and needs to be adjusted. Now, before we get uh, started, uh, the better your form, the more accurate the results. You know, gripping the bow can cause a tear. Punching your trigger can cause a tear. Uh, so if you're having trouble getting it tuned in, you know, it could be your form. So you want to pay attention to that. Uh, you know, people like to grip their bow, you know, you see them, their knuckles turn white and they're gripping the bow. If you twist your wrist slightly, it's going to put them off at an angle. So now it's, it's going to be 
uh, shooting. So that's why you want to work on your form uh, in there in your shooting. Now, a little bit on what equipment you're going to need. Um, you're going to need some paper to shoot through. Uh, I'll put a link to a couple I found on Amazon in the description. Uh, one's just a little cardboard one frame with paper in the middle of it. The other one's a metal frame that you have a big roll which you pull down. Um, basically, all you need is a piece of paper suspended and held at the top and bottom. Uh, that way, it's it's held straight. You know, if it's free free floating, as the arrow goes through, it's going to take the bottom and move it up, and it's going to look like it's got a bad tear. So, you, you want to either uh, staple it down or tape it down or something. But uh, you can even just cut a frame out of some cardboard and put paper over it. You could tape it down or staple to it. As long as it's held solid, that's all you really need. Now, what can you, what can shooting through the paper tell you? Now, the reason you're going through and shooting through the paper is to see how your knock point and your rest are set up. So by looking at the tear, you'll be able to see if the knock is correct, the rest is aligned, and, 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 your, and even your spine. Uh, you can e even use it for testing the spine of your arrow. So here's what a perfect hole looks like. Uh, when you shoot to the paper, all you should see is the three lines made up by your fletching. At the center of those lines, you'll have a single round hole. Now that is what you're looking for when you shoot through it. You see just those, the hole in the center, but the three tears from your fletching. Now if you're using four fletch or two fletch, you're gonna have you know, either two or four lines in there. Now, what does a, a tear high indicate? Now, let me describe what a tear high is. Uh, when you get a tear that is high, you will see the hole, uh, the tip made, and two lines created by the two fletching. Basically, this looks like an arrow pointing down. So if it looks like the arrow is kind of pointing down, then you're, you're uh, indicating a hair tie. And the fix is you might try would be move your rest up. Uh, look at the location of the arrow when sitting on the rest. Uh, for dropaways, you'll have to put the rest in the up position because uh, it, it's normally down. So flip it up and then look and see where the arrow is. It should be basically centered or slightly above the mounting bolt uh, that you're mounting your rest on. That is where you want to uh, take a look and see you know, where it's at. You know, if it's sitting down low, uh, below it, or if it's sitting way up above it, then it's too high. So you might want to get that set first. And if that is set right, then you want to move on to look at the knock point. You want to move it down. You know, after you've checked the rest, make sure that's right. Uh, then, then you go on to the knock point. The arrow should form a 90 degree angle to the string. So as you're looking at the arrow, it should be a 90 degree angle to the string. Uh, now, when we set those up, you know, I set them up with levels. So I have the string is plumb and the arrow is level. That gives you a, a 90 degree angle rather than trying to look at it or putting a, a, a square or something on there. Now, if you're using a loop, which is what I recommend for anybody using a release is uh, uh, instead of a knock point, you have your loop tied on you can turn that clockwise or counterclockwise to move it a little bit. You know, this will allow for small minor adjustments. You don't want to make big ones anyway, because it could just be, uh, you know, off by just a little bit causing it. 
And depending on which way you turn it and which way your serving is wrapped around, um, it's going to move that knock point up or move it down. Now, if all that isn't making that change to making it work right, then what you want to look at is uh, a decrease in your tip weight. You know, if, if you have too much of a tip weight, you have way too much forward weight, and you might try a lighter tip. So let's say um, you have a light shaft and use a 150 grain tip. You might try going to 125 or a 100 grain tip and see if that helps. Now, if what you're shooting that don't allow you that, then you might have to make, you know, a little more drastic change. And uh, the next option would be to shorten your arrow length. Now, this should be the last resort because you're either going to have to uh, cut the fletching off and cut on the knock end and refletch it, or you're going to have to cut it down far enough to take your knock, your uh, insert out because it's glued in. So that means you're going to have to cut it short enough to get past the, the insert. Then you're going to have to either, you know, try and clean up that insert or best thing is just replace it with a new insert. So that's kind of your last resort is to try shortening your shaft because, you know, that's, that's the most drastic and it's hard to go back from that because if you cut it too short, then you might have uh, another problem and then your arrows, you know, aren't going to work. So there you want to look at and see, you know, how much does it stick out in front of your, your hand? Uh, you normally want your arrow sticking out in front of your hand so that if for some reason it falls off, it doesn't fall onto your hand, it's in front of your hand. Because if you make a mistake and don't realize it, you pull that trigger and it's sitting on your hand, it's going to shoot it through your hand. So uh, that's why I always recommend it be in front of your hand. Now, if it's sticking out three, four inches in front of it, you know, unless, you know, you're still growing, if it's like for a kid, uh, you may want to have a little bit longer just because as they grow, you don't have to keep buying new arrows, you know, every few months when they grow longer. Now, normally, the first two options, moving the rest of the knock point, is going to solve majority of your problems. Because, uh, you know, that, that's just, you know, what I've seen over the years, uh, that is the main, main thing you want to look at. Now, what does a tear low indicate? Now, let me describe what a tear low is, but it's opposite of your high. Uh, when you tear low, the tip hits higher than the fletching. So it looks like an arrow pointing up. That's a tear low. And the way to fix this is basically just raise your knock point. You know, that's pretty much about uh, uh, the only thing you're really going to do, uh, change that knock point. Uh, you, you might take a look at uh, uh, the rest to make sure that it's, it's where it should be, because it could be sitting down. Um, you know, where it's really, really off, and then you're going to get a tear anyway. So now let's go into what a tear left looks like and indicates. Now, this is when the tip hits to the right of the fletching. Looks like an arrow pointing to the right. Now, the fixes for this would be to move your rest to the right. Uh, now, maybe towards right, the riser on right-handed bow, and of course, uh, you know, away from the riser on the left hand bow. Uh, your spine might be too weak. Uh, that, that could be one thing and it's too, no. So you wanna select, you know, a, maybe a stiffer spine arrow or decrease your draw weight. You know, that's one of the things that, that you can do. And yeah, that, that's pretty much about what you're gonna do with a tear left, you're gonna adjust the rest. Now then let's go on to 
what does a tear right indicate? Now, first, let's describe it. Now, this is when a tip hits of the arrow hits to the left of the fletching. This looks like an arrow pointing to the left. Now, that's a tear right. Uh, kind of weird how a tear right and arrow points left. You know, it's it's different that way. Now, the fix for this is to move your rest left. Now, on right-handed uh, bows, you're going to move it away from the riser for a right-handed bow. Left-handed one's going to be a little bit different. So that's kind of a little bit about um, paper tuning, why you want to do it, why you don't want to do it. Um, what I found, if you have the bow set up correctly, you really don't need to do much paper tuning. Uh, as we've done this a lot of times, we use uh, um, we use laser to set up the center shot on it. You know, line it up on the string, clear out to the tip. That gives me the perfect left-right position. I uh, use levels on this the arrow and the string to make sure we get a 90 degree angle. And then it takes most of this out. And so that's that's what uh, you know I do when I, I set them up. Not everybody's gonna have the, the laser. They're, they're expensive to set those up and, and not have a lot. So if you don't have the levels and stuff, or even have someplace that can hold the bow, you wanna look at that. Just remember that uh, if your form is off, you can still have the bow set up perfectly and still get bad tears. So you want to take a look at that. And, you know, I have a couple links to a couple of uh, paper tuning things in, in uh, the link in the description below. Um, they're, they're simple to, to make. You can use it by anything at the setup as long as you have the paper held solid top and bottom. Shoot through it. If you have any questions or any, any other advice you'd like to have, uh, you can uh, go out to the Archer Talk 101 Facebook group. And there you can post questions, you can upload your videos, and you know, people can critique what's going on and give you some pointers. And I also record this podcast in a video format. Uh, some days it, uh, uh, you know, there's really not much there, and other days uh, they have a little bit more information, but you can also watch it on video. You can get that on uh, the video from the Facebook group, or you can go out to my YouTube channel, and uh, I'll post them out there. But, Let's go. This is uh, Roy Canterbury. I've been your host today on Archer Talk 101. And enjoy this. If you have any questions on paper tuning, just contact uh, me on the Facebook group.